The Basics of Hasidus, Chapter 8, Section 3, The Inner Struggle. The Two Souls. Of critical importance in Avodah is to recognize that we are each preconditioned to have more than one set of interests and ideals. Our inner world has a diverse makeup, as we each possess two opposing souls. While the primary identity of a Jew is pure godliness, there are both the Nefesh Elukis, the godly soul, and the Nefesh Abahamis, the animalistic soul. Do not judge yourself by your urges and feelings, warns the Tanya. Negative impulses do not mean that you are a bad person. It simply means you have a Nefesh Abahamis. Your inner animal may pull you in the wrong direction, but do not let it lead you astray. Focus on cultivating your soul and allowing it to shine. Celebrate your victories and recognize that God is with you in your struggle. In Tanya, the Alter Rebbe elaborates upon the character of the godly soul and the depths of its connection to God. He explains that the Nefesh Elukis is an actual part of God whose only interest is that the entire person and every facet of life should be solely attuned to fulfilling God's will. This soul is deeply intellectual, allowing it to appreciate the divine truth with an unbiased perspective. In contrast, the Nefesh HaBahamis is impulsive and self-oriented. Much like members of the animal world, this soul concerns itself with self-preservation and indulgence. Dominated by emotion, its values and ideals are dictated by personal gain. The animalistic soul abhors the godly soul's interference and wishes for the body to exclusively heed its indulgent bidding. The Torah speaks of the Yetzahara, the internal evil inclination which tempts the person to sin. This inclination is a facet of the Nefesh Bahamis, who prefers self-centered indulgence over heeding God's commands. The self-serving Yetzahara perpetuates the false notion that transgressing God's will is not consequential to the Jew's relationship with God. The animalistic soul lures the person from the proper path using temptation and self-interest to obscure the divine truth. This is reflected in the Talmud's statement, no person commits a sin unless a spirit of foolishness enters them. To transgress the Creator's directives is unnatural, happening only under the influence of foolish pretenses. However, this inclination does not come from outside the person. Instead, there is an internal voice of self-justification, which allows the person to contently make choices inconsistent with their true self. The constant 
struggle. Thus far, we have described the contrasting agendas of the two souls. Likened to two opposing forces battling over a city, the two souls each struggle to control the person and their choices. The very character of the person seems to be at stake, as each soul seeks to engage the body with its system of values and priorities. By recognizing this internal battle, we realize that, indeed, every moment is a choice between two schemes of reality. We can live with godly connection and consciousness, or our godly life force can be dragged into selfish, animalistic pursuits. Avoidas Hashem is therefore a constant effort to negotiate the give and take between these two forces. This constant dynamic between the souls raises some questions. On a philosophical level, the animalistic soul is a confusing entity. Somehow, despite the fact that God is the only true existence, we are partially comprised of a soul that is self-centered and indifferent to the divine truth. Why is something so foreign to our identity part of our composition? On a personal level, the insatiable temptation of this soul is simply a bother. I am a Jew who is trying to serve God. Why am I constantly being distracted and confused about my true interest? Two answers are given to this problem, each providing insight into the purpose of this constant internal struggle. First, the Zohar teaches that the animalistic soul acts in service of a godly mission. The unrelenting pressure is not to cause us to succumb, rather it is in order for us to become fortified from the challenge. God created the Nefesh Bahamis and the Eight Sahara with the very purpose of making Avedas Hashem a constant effort. Second, divine oneness is best realized within otherness. The godly soul is not meant to operate within a vacuum. Instead, the Nefesh Alikis is meant to impress its awareness upon the animalistic soul. Ultimately, the Nefesh Bahamis will redirect its unwavering passion to engage in divine service with complete dedication. The Infrastructure of the Soul To fully understand the soul's territorial struggle, one must be aware of the two-tiered makeup of the soul. Beyond vitalizing the body, the soul is responsible for the per person's personality and function. The soul, therefore, contains multiple dimensions ranging from the internal to the expressive. The Tanya groups these futures of the soul into two general categories. Number one, the person's intellectual processing and opinions, as well as their passions, fears and feelings, which are all formed by the kochas anefesh, the capacities of the soul. And number two, the person's expression caused by an outer functional layer known as the levushim or garments of the soul. 
These include the three functions of thought, speech and action. Priorities Judaism is action-oriented, giving primary importance to external expression and tangible deed rather than to internal feelings of devotion. Most of our efforts are exerted by actually reciting and thinking Torah and doing mitzvahs rather than by arousing love and reverence of God. While the kochas hanefesh are more sophisticated and personal, the levushim seem to be what matter most. This prominence has two causes. First, it is relatively easy to appropriately utilize thought, speech, and action. We refer to these dimensions of expression as garments of the soul to focus on the fact that they are easily interchangeable. Similar to the way we can easily switch out of dirted or undesired clothing, our words, deeds, and thoughts can all be easily adjusted in real time. We can modify our behavior or switch our train of thought with much less effort than changing the dynamics of our internal feelings or opinions. We are tasked with engaging our animalistic soul in the service of God, and the easily modifiable levushim are a wonderful place to start. Most people have great difficulty changing the direction of the nefesh Bahamas's intellect or emotions, but conquering its expressions of thought, speech, and action is very doable. We focus on our expressions rather than our insides, because by dedicating our thoughts and deeds to godly ideals, the nefesh Bahamas is at least influenced externally. Second, although the nefesh alakis itself is godly and its intellect and emotions are naturally dedicated to divine connection, the external levushim hold much greater potential. Boundless connection to God is only possible when achieved on God's terms. God's will, the Torah and mitzvahs, performed by our external expressions, are the bridge that bonds us fully with God on his terms. Our meditation and passionate feelings are constrained to our limitations and yeshus, but fulfilling his will causes us to become encompassed in the divine truth. In this sense, the virtue of the levushim surpasses that of the soul's internal functions. As phrased in Tanya, no created being, even a spiritual being of the higher realms, can comprehend any more than a glimmer of the divine light, for no thought can at all grasp the essence and glory of God. However, when a soul grasps and dresses itself in Torah and its mitzvahs, it does indeed grasp and clothe itself in God himself, since the Torah and God are one. Giving proper acknowledgement to the importance of the Levushim is critical to one's battle strategy. It informs us that the struggle of souls is centered upon, upon conquering the processes of thought, speech, speech and action rather than on modifying 
either soul's inner makeup. What is inside surely matters too, but the battle is mostly fought along the bottom line.